What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Nerd Thug Radio. I, of course, am your host, Corey DLG, and with me, as always, is little brother Nico. That's me. And we are doing our Nerd Thug Radio thing, welcoming you to the weekend, because it's Friday. So, you know, you're welcome. We so, did that. It's always a good thing. Friday's always nice. That's right. You're welcome. We, we are amazing, of course, because we bring you the weekend. The weekend brought to you by Nerd Thug Radio. Um, Just clarifying the weekend, not the weekend. <laughs> actually, I do want to talk about that. Uh, he is making a show on Netflix with Lily Depp, Johnny Depp's daughter. Oh, neat. Who has, over the last couple years, surprisingly been in a bunch of movie roles. Uh, started off small, like in cameos and stuff, like in Kevin Smith movies and stuff. And Lily Depp, I think she Lily Depp rose sometimes, but now it's just Lily Depp. Has She's in stuff. Like, she's in a couple things. She's like the second character in the movie or the third character in the movie. She is starring in a show that's about to come out on Netflix, and I don't remember what it's called, uh, but I just watched a trailer for it. Uh, it's filthy. <laughs> like, it is dirty. All right. Well. Um, the, it is by The Weeknd, the artist. It is his first collaboration with Netflix. As an artist, he is the creator and I guess like the co-writer or pitcher of said show. Um, but the premise is that Lily Depp is a pop star and the first scene of the trailer is like an agent of some kind going like, when was the last time there was like a really just raunchy, dirty, no holes bar pop star? Well, that's what she's bringing back. And like, it looks as though she's a, like a typical teenage kind of studio created pop star of some kind. And then all of a sudden... Uh, she crosses paths with the weekend's character, like at a nightclub out partying, and like he opens these doors into like kind of like hedonistic, really pushing the the envelope. The next minute and a half of the trailer, all of her costumes are scantily clad, and a lot of stuff in lingerie, and just uh, just crazy. I think she's like 22, 23. If I'm Johnny Depp or Dad in general. I'm not sure. I mean, congrats on landing the feature. Uh, but, but boy, I wish it was on something else. Like, yeah, but at least like in universe, she's at least an adult, and it's not weird like that. Oh man, what's that show that Zendaya's in? That's just all teenagers or supposed to be teenagers. Oh, Euphoria. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's I go back and forth on that because I don't disagree with what you're saying. Like, it's weird that they were like, let's let's have all these these allegedly teenage people do these things but it's supposed to be a story about like these things that and these things do happen in high schools uh i don't know if i don't know how much parents know or don't know but they absolutely do happen um there was a couple years ago there was a wild story where there was a a a pregnancy ring where several girls all agreed to get pregnant uh at the same time because one girl got pregnant and she convinced her friends to do it with her and that they were going to buy a house together and live and, and do all this fun stuff uh you know, note to the world: don't don't join a pregnancy pack because I don't think it worked out for any of them. By the way, it was one gentleman who got all of them. Man, yeah, uh, probably a good, probably when you're like a sophomore in high school, like that. There's never been a sweeter deal to be offered to you. Um, but in hindsight, congratulations, you're on the hook for like seven babies now. Yeah, um, you as, will, you will never now own a dollar in your life. As a man in his late thirties who has known many a divorced dad, 
Have fun. <laughs> have fun with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it was an interesting trailer. It's an interesting premise. It's a cool... It's well-produced. It's visually appealing. I just... As I was watching it, out, part of me was sort of like... I, I don't know... I don't think of me as I don't think of myself as like a conservative individual at all. No, I don't but, think so in the slightest. <laughs> but this the premise of a show strictly being what happens if this girl is just crazy. I don't really know that that's it feels weak to me as like the whole I'm going to I'm going to watch probably the first or second episode and I need something really beyond that to happen for me to be interested in this. Right. And you know, and there's definitely ways you could take it that make this like yeah, interesting sure. and poignant, but like yeah, if it's just like, anyways, so here's uh, this person scantily clad the entire time for 10 episodes. It's like, well, I'm no longer interested. Yeah, I mean, listen, I was, you know, I was 23 one time. I watched Into the Blue where Jessica Alba spent three-fourths of a movie in a bikini. Like, I I did that. I did it. I, I, it. It happens. But, you know, I'm 40. I'm almost 40 now. Like, I need a little bit more story. Uh, just a little bit more. I need a little bit more story now. <laughs> just a little bit. It doesn't have to be a whole lot. I'm not saying that I won't watch 40 meters down three because in the preview there were nine girls in a bikinis. I will. But when the sharks don't show up for the first 30 minutes, I'm going to be bored and upset about it. <laughs> when, when do they eat them? And I don't even like sharks, but I will suddenly be rooting for them at that point. Right. So, which is which is a hard left turn, if you know anything about this show. Corey's very opposed to sharks I'm and the water super in general. Opposed. I don't even like shark. I don't even like shark movies, with the exception of Deep Deep Blue Sea, because LL Cool J made the worst song movie collaboration ever. Um. The hook was deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. That doesn't mean anything. No. Uh, but I like that he said deepest, bluest. Like, is he describing eyes? Oh, no, the name of the movie is Deep Blue. Oh, okay. Deep Blue Sea. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, cool, gotcha. Cool, 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 cool. Deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. It doesn't, it doesn't mean... That means nothing. Nothing. No, absolutely nothing. Nothing. And that was my LL Cool J impersonation, by the way. Nice. Yeah. I'm sure Nailed he'll I'm sure he'll his his people will reach out and be like, Man, we're gonna get you to do some voice lines for us. <laughs> hey, uh, when did you get LL Cool J on your show? Uh that was me. <laughs> wow, really? Wow. <laughs> he's he's got ties to Houston. I'm not sure if he's from here or not. Um one of his first albums, like I think he mentions the Astrodome and then also like in the pictures, he's in Houston. That's funny. Yeah, so I don't know. Now granted He's done NCI LA for so long that maybe he's forgotten about us. But LL Cool J is originally uh, it's never, tied never, to Houston. Houston Houston is the biggest city that everyone forgets about. Like I feel like in media, like almost no one ever mentions it. I still remember watching the is it the Dark Knight Rises on with Bane? Yeah, where he's like he's like I'm gonna blow up Houston. And I was like, hey man, hey whoa, whoa hey whoa, <laughs> don't don't remember us just to do that, right? Like, <laughs> no. You can keep forgetting us at that point. Like, <laughs> we're good. Yeah, because you're right. Because we mind our own business in almost all of these. Like, there's never anything in Houston. I remember getting excited when they did a Scarlet Spider car, uh, comic book. And they wanted the character Kane, your favorite character, was playing the yeah. spider. And they wanted to try and feature other places other than New York City. So he came to Texas. So he was in Houston. Um, but then I got really annoyed because almost every character was like... Uh, a Spanish-speaking version of things. And I was like, okay, wait. Did you come to Houston, or are you just ripping off Latinos? Like, what are we doing here? One or the other. You gotta, you gotta do one or the other. 
There's plenty of other things you can do in Houston. Like, right. It's a very diverse city. We don't need everyone in the comic book speaking a form of comic book Spanish. Like, yeah. That hurts a little bit. It's a little insulting. It's only Spanglish because they only say like two or three words in Spanish. Right. It's like you don't even have or the they, effort to like look up one sentence. Or they do the brackets. Yeah. Or it's in English anyway, but they're like in Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow even worse. Like they don't even take the time. Insulting. Yeah, they don't even take the time to like, they're like, I don't feel like looking this up. Hey, yeah. it's in Spanish this time. Just type it in Spanish and then show us like I don't know. I don't know. How do you how do you think four languages should be done? Uh I think that like if it's a character that speaks exclusively in a foreign language, then they should like it should be written out in that language and then just put a subtitle. No one's going to be mad about a subtitle. That's like, not a bad idea. Like just like if so if someone's coming to me like this guy's a Russian spy and he only speaks Russian, I'm like that's believable. It's weird when there's guys like this is a Russian spy or like this is a Russian guy and he only speaks in English. He speaks English the whole time. Yeah. Um cuz you can you can infer that he probably has an accent cuz it's written anyways. Right. But yeah. like but it's also true. like they don't true. type anything differently. Like he doesn't change words around cuz like I know my mom will do that cuz her first language is Spanish. Like, sometimes she'll say things in and the, the wrong, wrong order, order because yeah. she's like, oh, the Spanish brain was kicking in. Well, and they did. So the only character, there's only two characters I can think of where they do that consistently. And it's Nightcrawler and Gambit. Yeah. That's it. Because they actually, because like, they're like, well, Gambit's Cajun and Nightcrawler is like European. I don't know where Thick he's Thick German accent that he yeah. has. In the Munich circus. Uh, I do, uh, but I almost think it's insulting that they do it to Gambit because he's American. He's speaking English. He speaks English, but he speaks Cajun English. That's not the same thing. You but know, it's so it's so stupid, rude that they're like those guys don't even sound like English. And listen, they don't. <laughs> but there's lots of places I've been where sometimes I'm like, was that? Do they just say English to me? But it also happens when I'm around people younger than me too. So it's not like it's yeah. Yeah. Did yeah. that twenty year old? What did they just like? I know every single word they said in that sentence, and that wasn't put together correctly. But <laughs> everyone else's room was like, thing. "Yo, cap," and I'm like, "That doesn't. What are we? What? Like? <laughs> it means he's lying, Corey. No, I know, I know. I don't know how we got there, but I know what that means. Um, also, somehow, bet became this weird, excited affirmative that yeah. doesn't. No, that's not how that works. It like, does, hundred percent. If there's no wager, you can't bet. Like if if I don't say, "Hey, uh, twenty bucks says you can't dunk," you don't get to go bet. Like, yeah, hundred percent, you can because <laughs> you're now making a bet, or yeah. you're saying like, "I bet you won't do this," and they're like, "Bet, I'll do it right well, now." That makes sense. <laughs> that makes that's the See, instance but think, where but they're they're just shortening. They're just shortening the classic, whole conversation. Classic English of just like I'm gonna take this really long word or really long sentence. And just squish it together over but time. But now what they're doing is taking actual conversation and shortening it. Forget like a whole sentence that everyone always says. Like, I don't know. Let's say, well, let's make up something right now. Let's say every time two people were leaving a room, it was customary to be like, good night, sweet prince. I'll see you yonder morning. And like we said it every time anyone left a room. Right. I could totally see if someone was like, good night, yonder. Like, okay, cool. I got what we're going for. But this weird thing where well, like, I didn't It's going even... to shorten even more than that. Like it's it's then then it's just gonna be yonder then it's gonna be yon and then someone just gonna go e <laughs> yeah no and, and it is and I get that because that's like a cuss but like if nowhere in my part of the conversation are we talking about wagering anything saying bet back to me is a meaningless word no that's fair but it's I a also, totally meaningless word yeah but it's also like they're conversating with people like their same age their peers think but then the also same. It, it doesn't change the fact that nobody was making a wager. It's not a wager thing. It's just a, hey, I'm doing this. I bet. 
Did, betting is for wagering. So for, to turn around and be like... It's no longer about wagering. It's the evolution of the word. But it's it, now changed meanings officially but, to okay. It's a whole industry that disagrees with what you just said because bet only means one thing to a one group of people. No, it means... Yeah, to a lot of people it means one thing. But right. to people the youth. who... To, to the youths who are just talking to Your each Honor, other... Your these two youths... Uh, I'm sorry. I, I don't... It's just it's just how language evolves. Some, it's some, a stupid way to evolve. It's not. It's, it's just stupid. it's just how it works. No, because it's it's dumb because it came from nothing. That's how ever that's how language starts. You have no, to no, you no, need no. words to describe things. Okay, and but the, the meaning of those words change over time because what we're talking about doesn't matter. Anymore. But bet and wager in well, some like, form have always uh, had a relationship. So this idea that all of a sudden we no longer need the other half for bet, I hate. Like they could have used any other word. They could have been like top hat. And I, or like, uh, <laughs> doodles. I don't know. And I don't care what they did, but they literally took a word that we use for something. And then they co-opted it for something else. like okay. using cap to say someone's lying. Cap was basically a dead word. So like, I'm cool with that. Cause nobody was like, Hey, take your ball cap off. They were like, Hey, get that hat off. So like, I'm totally fine with cap becoming something else. That's a nice reuse recycle way to go. Little guys. You totally did it. I, I I'm in on that one. I'm not in on bet. I'm out. I'm out on bet. And the reason I'm out on bet is because bet had a whole job. Bet was already doing something. And then you guys were like, hey, bet, you want to work some overtime? And then he was like, is it paid overtime? And it turns out, no, it's not paid overtime. So, yeah, I have a problem with that. I don't like it. I don't like it at all because bet was already doing a job. Bet had a job and it was doing it just fine. It didn't need another job. Now it's got another job. And now, now bet's in two places in the English language. Now bet's an affirmative and also a bet. Right. That's stupid. You well, guys like, took a you guys took a word that was doing something, and you didn't erase it because you still bet stuff. Young people bet all the time, but they but they also then used now, bet for other stuff. Now they bet differently. <laughs> no, no, they still bet the same, and now they also just agree differently by using the wrong word. Yeah. Okay. Bet. <laughs> yeah. Bet. <laughs> first time someone said that to me, first of all, my first impulse was, "What did she say?" And then my second also, impulse, I'm almost guaranteed that I've said that to you. <laughs> You have, but this, the first time someone said it to me was I was working at the Idiot Factory still. I was in the warehouse, and they had this little 20-year-old girl working on, uh, on the rows just, like, putting parts up. And I needed her to do something, and I grabbed her, and I said, Hey, can I? when you come back from lunch, can you do whatever it was, A, B, and C? She goes, All right, bet. Nice. And I looked at her for a hard four seconds. And I said, uh, Okay, so when you come back, you'll, you'll start on those things. She's like, Yeah, bet. And then she kind of just, like, shrugged. And started to kind of walk away, but was looking at me like, are we done? Are we not done? And I was like, okay, all right, cool. Thanks. Appreciate it. And as I'm walking back, I'm texting uh, my cousin, the captain, Joey Savage. And I'm like, uh, she just said bet to me. And he was like, what do you mean? And I told him the situation and he was like, that's dumb. And I was like, I know, it's dumb. Um, Sorry, it's because you old heads don't understand the new ways. <sighs> it's because you young heads don't know how words work. That's the problem. <laughs> the like, problem is that you think that words don't work, but we just created new meanings to words that already existed. But they were already doing... Like, Cap... Again, Cap is totally great because Cap wasn't being used. Nobody was using Cap other than Captain America's friends and family. Nobody else was using Cap. So I was totally fine with that one. When I heard that one, I was like, yeah, no Cap. Okay, cool. I got it. I like it. Done. I, do, I have a huge problem with bet because it's stupid. Because I didn't ask her. I didn't say, hey, uh, my 30 bucks says you won't do your job when you come back from lunch. To which she would then reply, bet. What I said was, hey, this is what needs to happen after lunch. And she said, okay, bet as an affirmative. That's not what a bet is. 
Yeah, the word bet, bet isn't bet, affirmative. They, they, they bet they're going to do it. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not trying to justify it. It just means okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know what y'all want it to mean. You're just wrong. All of you. You're all wrong. You're all stupid. It's dumb. Well, you guys got cap right. You're dead wrong on bet. Well, bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks. You're not going to change. It's too late now. It's already been adopted Here's the other in dumb thing. society. No cap means you agree also. No cap. <laughs> so, like, they could just go. Yeah, no cap. So you're going to do it? Yeah, no cap. That's the same thing. It's not the same thing because that means no lie. <laughs> Which is, by the way, an affirmative response to will you do this? No lie. <laughs> right. No lie. I will do this. Okay. Thank you. Great. No lie was an answer that we used to give in the 90s. No lie, bro. You were telling no lie. Like, that was legit. That was See, fine. You guys took too long to say that. So we re- <laughs> So we shortened it to bet. We ruined a perfectly good word to make, it, to make something else shorter. Ugh. I don't even know why it bothers me that much. It just does. It's just one of those dumb things that you guys have done for no, the young, no reason. The young in society, the, we shall rule the world. Bet shall mean okay. And also to bet things. I'm curious how long it'll, like, will bet make it to when you guys are adults? Probably. Because some things don't. Yeah, but the thing is that... Matter of fact, if you watch a 90s TV commercial, about 60% of the words they use to describe their products... No longer get used. Yeah, but that was also because it was in the '90s and everything was full of excess. Like, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> Do now, you somehow think it's different now? Yeah, hundred percent. Now we have even less attention span, <laughs> so everything is even more excessive. Right. But have you ever seen an Old Spice commercial? And those are effective ads. Yeah, that's true. More importantly, <laughs> uh, Bet has been around for too many years for it to not change anything. Now, Bet is already like in the lexicon. <laughs> I don't, I don't, that's what I'm saying. You're not a 90s baby. Like, you didn't grow up with the 90s happening around you. No. I'm telling you now, there were some things that were said in the 90s that are just now gone. Totally gone. Rest in peace, the 90s. You truly were a more colorful time. Bright yellow as, as could be. Like, highlighter colors became a thing. Um, there was just a lot of... And I'm not talking about... And by the way, like, retro has bought, brought back a lot of the 90s, but the one thing it hasn't brought back is, like, the language of the 90s. You would watch a commercial, and it would be like, totally awesome and rad. Look at look at Brad on his skateboard doing amazing tubular, amazing extreme things. I don't know. Calling things extreme is kind of funny. Like, I still... Also, I do now say... Now it's ironic, but that's not what it was in the 90s. I do say rad. Like, things, something's rad. Well, I also say sick a lot. <laughs> Sick. Sick was one of those back in the day where man, everything was sick. If it, it wasn't sick, it was sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> sick was definitely one of those very much like a cap or a bet. Like, sick was one. But I say sick now. <laughs> you do, but you're a very ironic individual. There's a lot about what you do. I consider myself this. ironic? I don't know. <laughs> you, I, I do. I, <laughs> I see a lot of your behavior, and I think, like, here is somebody who is trying so hard just to make everyone else slightly aggravated. I'm not. That's like the least. That's the last thing I'm trying to do. <laughs> I think. I think everything rooms I do just full of people. Yeah, except I come out of the room smelling like roses every they time. They do love you for it. Uh, no, I just there's a lot of what like you don't get on social media, and like you have your reason for it. But from the outside looking in, it's just it's just you being ironic. Yeah, I guess. Look at this kid. He doesn't do things right. Normally. Oh, look at this guy. Who's he's the one? Like everyone else has a TikTok, and you're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, not doing it. I have a TikTok. I'm almost 40. That probably means it's about to go bad, but I don't really care. But you it's are still get like... sick and die. Yeah. They're like, ah. No cap. We out. 
Um, but yeah, I do like it is. It is exactly that thing where you you don't do the things that everyone else your age group does. You're not the you're not who I look to as an example for your age group. That's fair. I wouldn't either. Right. Yeah, because like most of what you do, I consider to be irony. <laughs> like I don't do it on purpose. It's just who I am, Corey. No, I know. I know it is. I know. But like as a statement in general to the universe, it's irony. That's fair. Because anyone else, if I was explaining it, they'd be like, oh, he's one of those. And I'll be like, well, not really, but it does feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not contrarian, but, like, everything I do doesn't really... He's contrarian. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you're the... <laughs> you're the smoothest... I was going to, like, use sandpaper as an example there. Like, you're the... Like, most contrarians are sandpaper. You're, like, a smooth piece of wood, but somehow you're still also completely contrarian. But it doesn't really work that way out loud. In my head, it made perfect... It doesn't matter. You were like anti-sandpaper. Right. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> Anti-sand what? No, no. Sandpaper. Anti-sandpaper. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, you, you're. It's, it's an iron. It's it's an irony. To anyone looking on, you, you do this ironically. That's fair. Because you can't really explain to them that like, that they're, uh, you can't really explain to them that you're like, no, I just don't like it. Like, I don't like it. Nobody likes it. And matter of fact, that's probably what most people think when you say it. When you're like, no, I just don't enjoy it. They're like, none of us enjoy it. We do it. We do it for the culture. Right. And I'm like, and you're like, no, nah, I don't. Right. I don't even participate. No, yeah, <laughs> no, I'm okay. No, like I don't even. I didn't even get the trophy. Like, <laughs> they're like, you're telling me you just weren't even there. And I'm like, no. yeah, yeah, didn't even go. Didn't even go. I didn't even really think about it. <laughs> I remember it took years of doing this show for you to get a, a Facebook, and I remember just being so annoyed with you so many times. You'd be like, I don't know. I'd be like, you still don't have a Facebook? And you'd be like, nah. I'd be like, Nico. Everyone in your class, because you were still in high school, I was like, everyone in your class has a Facebook. Yeah. And you don't want one. No. Nah. <laughs> still don't even use it. I know. Every <laughs> every single time, I'm like, I'm in all these different communities for like card game stuff, and they're like, yeah, did you see the thing on the Facebook? And I was like, what? Yeah. What thing? No. No, no I didn't. And they were like, what do you mean? It's like the it's like the biggest news. It's everywhere. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't see it. Can you pull it up? Send me a screenshot. Can you, can you tell me about it? Like, like I'm here waiting for the couriers to come in. Like, (laughs) yeah, where's the pigeon with the news? That's not how it works, man. It's not how it works. Um, it's okay. I'll live. I'll live comfortably under my rock and enjoy my hands against the fire. It's like I. It's like I stopped playing video games, and I'm like, man, that was like my whole thing when I was younger. Now I'm not. (laughs) Yeah, like now, kind of all you do is just cards and nerd stuff. Kind of respect it. It's my. It's my life now. It's my life. It's a lifestyle, bro. I really, other than, I don't play a lot of video games anymore either. Other than Civilization, I probably don't play any video games. The old Civ. Well, I mean, if you're going to pick a game, it's got to be something like Civ. I, and I do, and I play it on the PS the PS4 of all things. I yeah. play Civilization on PS4, which is like the most dumbed-down version of the game, but it's still fun. Like, eh, it's all right. Um, I've got all the global warming things on there, so like, <laughs> get to the shore, but not too close, because your city will wash away. <laughs> it's, it's very much true. One time I took over a city. And it was in the modern era, and it was like they hadn't started building, uh, like the shore walling to protect from water rising, mm-hmm. which is an option. But they were so far behind that they hadn't done that. That when I clicked on it, and it was like, okay, let's we're gonna focus on that. It was gonna be two hundred and ten turns before it was done. <laughs> I was like, so the year forty thirty two, they're gonna have shield walls and nothing else because they haven't built anything for two hundred turns. It's like that doesn't work for me. <laughs> They're like, they will have a seawall by the year 4045. Yeah, like, 
And it's like the city will be underwater by the time the walls yeah. are done. By the time the walls are done, this continent will have moved 30 feet. Like 200, 210 turns. I remember looking at that and I was like, what a dumb thing to even offer me. Like, We can get it done in 2,000 years. What are my options here? Well, you could build this. It'll take 12 turns. You could build an army. It'll take six turns. You could build one of these. It'll take 12 turns. Or you could build a seawall. Okay, well, how long on the seawall? 210 turns. Let's do something else. Let's move on. Let's not do a seawall. Maybe the seawall is not as important as I originally anticipated. Right. Um, see, that? See that it's because they had to go get the, all their licenses and permits, and that was going to take a decade. They're going to be tied up in court. Then they've got to source all this concrete. That's going to take at least forever, a couple of decades. Forever. Sometimes we're like... So, all right. So when Joe Biden was elected president, one of the first things they did was they passed this infrastructure bill. Mm. Well, it, it takes time, like, for projects to be put together and submitted to the state, submitted from the state to the federal level. Federal level goes through a selection process, and then, like, the money gets doled out. So really just now projects are starting and work is beginning on things. That is from that federally funded infrastructure bill. Um, but somebody was on, I think it was Pete Buttigieg, who's the, uh, secretary of, uh, transportation. Mm-hmm. And so he was on somewhere and he's like, well, we're starting to see the effects of, you know, people getting jobs and people getting, doing this work and all this stuff for the, for the infrastructure bill. And I was like, man, it really took him two years like yeah. to do that. And part of that is having worked in commercial construction before and having been a part of a company that we uh, we did tons of jobs. Like over seven years, we built tons of things. Uh, the bid process really can take like six months. That's so inefficient to me. It's so crazy to me that like again it's we a, haven't come up with a better way to do this. Right. It's a it's a miracle that anything gets done. We we were at Comic Palooza a couple of years ago. We were talking about I forget if it was like Harry Potter or Star Wars and like. Someone was like, ah, it just wasn't that good. And I was like, it's a miracle anything in television or anything ever gets done at all. I think it was I think it was Harry Potter. And I'm not a huge I think I think the movies are good. But like I've never read the books, and I'm not like a huge like Pottermore person. Um but yeah, there was somebody there who was like, I think the whole thing I think the whole thing is just stupid. And I remember thinking, like, that's a really weird like I, you just don't hear people say that. Yeah. Like there are people who are like, I don't really want like there are people who are like, I don't watch fantasy. Okay, I kind of get that. Like, you can't, you don't, you can't wrap your brain around that. That's not entertainment to you. Okay, fine. But the idea that like, this is dumb, is really blowing my mind. Like, how can this be dumb? Like, either you don't buy into fantasy, but if you do somehow buy into fantasy and believe in like, can enjoy entertainment of like about magic and things, and then you watch that and go, I don't like any of it. <laughs> that really blows my mind. Well, and there's something like you think the difference is like not liking it and thinking it's dumb. Like you're being like, eh, it just wasn't my cup of tea. Like the pacing was bad, or I didn't like the show, or I don't like the characters. Because like that's totally fine. Yeah, I have, yeah, that's an opinion thing. Although sometimes when people say it, I hate them. Yeah, I mean, sometimes like, something something is literally like a masterpiece. Yeah, you know, like I could never watch that. I have the exact opposite problem. I have like so many shows. People are like, this is a masterpiece, and I watch it. and I was like, what were they talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I don't think that very often. Like, I'm not the guy who hands out masterpiece on a lot of things. But there are definitely a lot of... I mean, the, the few times where there are things that I've really thought, like, this is... Like, okay. If you watch fantasy at all, and somehow have watched Game of Thrones, and think it's terrible, 
I don't know that I have any respect for you as a viewer of entertainment. Yeah, and you could not like how it ended. You could not like how yeah, the last season was like, bad, and that's fine. Uh, but what they did in terms of like world building, but also just episode to episode, exciting storytelling, like it kind of had everything. So like to me, you're either just a crappy TV watcher, like you're just one of those people who's never going to be happy, or you're just trying to be like the the cool Anti, hater. Yeah. yeah, like I'm outside the crowd. Or, I'm ironic. Or like one of those people that's like, if the ending sucks, the entire thing is garbage, which I also don't see. Like I like I know a lot of people, Attack on Titan is a very popular anime, and it's has this huge buildup. I mean, it's been, it's been finished for about two or three years. The uh, the manga and so the anime is finishing up within like I think next year's it's finally getting its last like episodes oh, man. so it's finally it started in 2012 that's how long the show has been either on or like been running but like, like yeah, but it's only on like what season four or five television yeah, wise yeah so like it's taking them a while to get each yeah, one to out. get yeah, you to yeah. each one there we're just now like, about to get season two of Invincible so like right. I get it so like it takes time for these things to happen more importantly people are like. They're like not getting excited for like other oh, like, oh but the ending kind of sucks so like it's kind of totally ruined. It's like, dog, the entire way all of this has unfolded like he's been mind-bogglingly good. And then you're like, oh, but I don't. Yeah, I don't I really vibe with the ending, so it sucks. Mm. It's like oh, like you let this one thing that you don't agree with completely ruin something that has been probably one of the most interesting stories I've ever watched. Period, like anything. Yeah, I think uh, so. Like Sopranos, I'm a lot of that. Like, because the ending, I'm not a big fan of the ending. Also, the creator of the show came out recently. Guys, if you've ever watched The Sopranos, the last episode is this really tense moment where Tony Sopranos, he's he's got guys trying to put a hit out on the opposing mob boss, who's also got guys looking for Tony Soprano, and throughout the last couple the last couple of episodes, like all of Tony Soprano's guys have gotten hit. So it's just Tony Soprano left kind of standing at this point. Um, and it's at the very end of the show, the whole family's together at a diner and then it just goes black in the middle of them sitting there listening to music, waiting to order from the waitress. The creator of the show came out recently and said that, yeah, Tony Soprano gets killed at the end. That's why it just goes black like that. But there's no hint of it. Like there's not like a hitman in the diner or anything like that. Like there's no reason to say that. Like what are mm-hmm. we talking about? That really bothered me. I really hated that. Because if, like, if you're going to do that where it just goes black, at least show some guy drawing a gun on him or something. Like, give me something to indicate that I'm taking this ride with you where he's dead now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't. So storytelling-wise, I kind of hate that ending. But this show, the first five and a half seasons of it are awesome. It's this great show about this guy kind of taking power in, like, taking his power in this situation in the mob. And then, like inevitably what happens to every powerful figure is like they take a little bit too much and it all starts flipping like sliding through their fingers and they can't keep it all together and it's this great great show and yeah the ending sucks uh, especially if in the context of he dies at the end somehow like I I now super hate it for that but the show itself is really good uh, Lost is the same way like yeah they were never gonna although I think the last season is this beautiful kind of I think the last season could stand alone on its totally on its own as this like statement about what the afterlife could be. Uh, because the premise is by then there's these two realities. There's the end. There's the kind of the ending of the story of the world, the real world where all these characters still exist and they're dying off one by one by one. 
and there's the battle between Jack and Locke for the spirit of the island and all this other stuff. And some of that's a little hokey. But also, there's this other world where everything is only kind of half real and they're meeting each other for the first time again and they have this weird feeling that they know each other. And every time they cross paths with one of the characters from the island, they kind of bond. And then they have this... They all know the character Locke in different ways and they have this big funeral scene at the end where they're all in this room together and Locke is dead and they're all saying goodbye to him. But everyone from the show is in this in this room. And that's this really great like parallel to what I think the afterlife is is like everyone who's ever you've ever touched or whatever, they come together to visit you kind of the one time or whatever, or maybe every or whatever. But like, it's this cool little story, Mm -hmm. but there's so many people who are like the last season makes no sense. It's stupid. And I'm like, I think it's really kind of this cool thing that they're doing. Like name another time on network television where they've taken that kind of journey. Right. The answer is no, you can't. (laughs) Right. And so to me, it's weird when you see these people who come out of the blue to be like worst thing ever. This is garbage. Why would anyone even film this? I can't believe this even got made. And you're like, that's right. I can't believe this even got made. It's a miracle it happened. Right. Now, on the flip side of that, there is a trailer dropping for Flash 2. I'm convinced this movie's not real. It uh, is. I mean, the trailers are out, so it is. Yeah. They said that when they said the movie was coming out in 2012, I feel like. No, they didn't release trailers, though. They would say stuff. They'd be like, we've hired a director. We've written a script. And you're right. Like, back then... I told you until they actually have done principal like photography, a movie like I'm never I'm never on the the side of this movie's coming out. I there's so many times on this show where I would be like that's not gonna happen. Uh, not until they film it do I ever think it's gonna happen. The Gambit movie, the second Channing Tatum was like I want to make a Gambit movie. I was I was like that's never gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. It never did. And it never did. And the reason it didn't partly listen, I like Channing Tatum. I like a lot of the projects he he gets on. The idea of him doing a Cajun accent was almost insulting to me. I just, like, I, the only thing I picture is him from 22 Jump Street going, my name's Dave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, the idea of him doing any kind of accent, honestly. Like, listen, Magic Mike to death. The guy has built himself a great little empire. He's got a great bar on Bourbon Street in Louisiana. I know he has connection to the culture. I think he's from Louisiana. I don't want to, for a second, hear him try and do a, a Cajun accent. I don't want to hear it. There's no way it's any good. And I know we just talked about for the last 10 minutes of like people being haters on things. I'm not trying to hate on him. I just don't believe for a second that he can do a good one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that wasn't ever going to happen. The Flash movie, it became more like it wasn't going to happen because of all the stuff around the movie. The movie's been done in some form for like four years at this point. And because of COVID, because of Ezra Miller, because of... But Everything probably, else probably. happening at Warner Brothers. Like, it always felt like this movie was never going to come out. Yeah, because it was like, we're making a Flash movie. They announced that probably, what, 2016, 2017? No, before that, because it was going to be part of everything. It was it was going to be like yeah, it was announced- Justice League, Flash, and Cyborg were going to get movies. Yeah, so this movie so was and probably and so announced like 2015-ish. Somewhere in that range, yeah. So this movie's been like... Almost 10 years. Yeah. Almost 10 years. This and this is why I was convinced. I was like, "This movie's never coming out." And until I'm until I'm in the theater watching it, I'm not convinced. This is so then, movie. your in your opinion, it's never going to happen then, because I don't think you're going to go. Yeah. So this movie will never exist. Um, <laughs> it will. It'll be one of those things that I just refuse to acknowledge. And some people's like, "No, the 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 the, the Earth really is changing temperatures." And I'll be like, "Dang, that's crazy." Yeah. I can't tell. Whoa. They're yeah. like the flash. The flash movie's real, and I'm like, I haven't seen it. Doesn't exist. I saw I saw I was talking about the earth changing. I saw uh, at a at a 
Senate testimony hearing, the senator really thought he pulled the aha gotcha question of all time. Got him. He asked the scientists for the, how much carbon is in the atmosphere, and they didn't know. Yeah, there's no way to know. Well, there is a way. I mean, you, you measure it. Yeah, but like... how much? Oh, carbon dioxide. How much carbon dioxide is in the atmosphere? How much CO2 is in the atmosphere? It's like, I don't know. That changes all the time. Depends well, and they didn't from. have... You're going to have the numbers see, right in front of you? Well, and they didn't have it in front of you, and they didn't know. And you could see the people behind him kind of laughing at, like, at the question, because it's not... That's not... When people explain that CO2 gas is one of the driving changes for global warming or for whatever you want, climate change, whatever you want to call it... Um, a lot of the response back is like, where's the data on that? And they're like, okay, well, here's the data. Like, we now can definitively hand your data on that. So now the question, this guy thought he pulled his aha question, and it was, how much CO2 is in the atmosphere? And so these three scientists didn't, they were like, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm honestly not sure, 5%? One of them was like 3%, one of them said 8%. But none of them, first of all, none of them went high. None of them, not one of them was like 40%. You know what I'm saying? So he goes, 0.1%. And he thought he really hammered them for the like for them not knowing that, and maybe they should know that. I get. I don't. I don't know. It's not the relevant part of the information, right? Like now, granted, if it was five percent like they thought it was, we'd be in big, big trouble. Point one percent is causing all these problems, so five percent would be an issue. Um, but I was like, that's not the gotcha. Like, I don't. People don't know, and so like once people don't know things, they don't know how to really. Yeah, that doesn't that just doesn't gauge anywhere. Right. Like you're not making the point you think you're making. But I, I mean it's just sort of this weird thing. So I, yeah, the flash two, the trailer's about to drop. Um I don't know, man. This I've had such a weird relation like this movie I'm convinced isn't real because of all of the things that normally would cancel a movie would hit this movie and it just hasn't. It's powered through every scandal, every rewrite, every new director. Every leadership change. And they've if, changed a bunch of like the, the middle scenes and stuff too. Like they've refilmed dozens of things. So they've spent millions of extra dollars to yeah. make this movie. Like this has got to be the most sunken cost fallacy movie I think I've ever seen in my entire life. Because anything else that would get like a movie canned, this movie like fits all the criteria. Actor in huge trouble. Uh, leadership changes. The fact that this thing has been in limbo for ten years, yeah. like every the fact that they don't know what to do with like is do we like they weren't sure if they yeah. were going to use the Michael Keaton Batman or the Ben Affleck Batman for a while. Then they're using both. Then they weren't sure if Ben Affleck would be in the suit or not for a little. Like I mean, there's a ton of stuff that really just extra cost, extra confusion about this movie that they every other movie under this umbrella that had this many issues would have been canceled like four times over. So so here's what I think. In like this post-Trump era we live in, scandal doesn't do the same thing it used to do. No. Right? Because like there's this congressman, right? George Soros, or what is his name? The George Santos. Uh, who literally, he's the representative from New York. He was a Republican who won a Democratic district, but he won it because he appealed to the demographics of both voterships. He's Hispanic. Uh, he's Hispanic, Jewish, and homosexual. So in this little corner of New York, the Jews voted for him. Every, like everyone was on board because this was a guy who understood all of their situations. Right. Now it turns out that he's not Jewish, uh, that he's not like everything about him is because he also appealed to like the business people. He's like, oh, well, uh, I worked 
for a such and such consulting company with Merrill Lynch or with whoever for X amount of time. And there's no proof of any of it. So like <coughs> almost everything he said in his campaign has basically wound up being a lie. There's a, there are almost zero. And, and on top of that, there's all these bad things that have come out too. Uh, in Florida, he pled guilty, or in Puerto Rico, he pled guilty to, uh, or no, in Brazil, he's wanted for check fraud. Nice. In Puerto Rico, his old roommate moved to Seattle and got arrested for credit card fraud and said at the time that his roommate back in Puerto Rico is the one who taught him everything. Uh, he then uses a different name when he goes to New York. It took like a year for everyone to put together that this was that guy, uh, because he used literally a different first and last name. Um, and so like, there's just a lot of, con- uh, he started a GoFundMe for a veteran's dead dog and then kept the $30,000. Nice. There's just a lot of stuff. Very like, good guy. Very, a lot of very trustworthy man. Uh, he's avoided all calls to resign. And he, this week announced he's gearing up his reelection com- campaign. What a Cause, genius. Cause he's a member of the house. So he has to run every two years. All right. Smartest man alive. Yeah. Yeah. He went on a, he went, he, he went on a podcast with, uh, I think it's Arian Foster and someone else um, called Macro Dosing. Mm-hmm. And he went on this podcast and basically they called him out on all, all of it. And he, and he did a lot of like, well, I mean, that's your opinion. Like, you're free to say that. And like, no, that's not an opinion. You're, you, 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 you did, did lie. You like, did you do all these things. <laughs> so, uh, so like his response to the, are you really Jewish thing is, well, I told people at rallies that I'm Jew. Ish, Jewish, not Jewish. I'm Jewish, and it was like a bit, and people thought it was funny. Uh, but like my grandparents were Jewish; they survived the Holocaust. Not true. Also, he said his mother died in nine eleven. Not true. Um, like there's a ton of thing, like ton of ton of least ton of least liar politician ever. <laughs> right. Like just, I mean, just like things that normally would would destroy someone's career. I mean, first of all. Lying about one of these things and individually destroy one person is and somehow lying he's lied about, about all of it together. All of it together, he somehow still made it. It's like the old SNL skit with James Bond where he has so many STDs they're all working together to keep him alive. Like, yeah, I don't know I don't know how you get to that point where you you just you break this the scandal meter and therefore it's okay again. And I think that Flash movie is not like the outrage was probably so great in the beginning because Ezra Miller's made just an absolute I'm struggling to find a nice word to say. It's just an absolute crap bed to lay in. Like, and that's all within the past couple of years. Yeah, since the completion of this movie, before it was announced to come out, he just kept pooping the bed over and over and over. PR after PR after PR, a nightmare. And Warner Brothers has just been like, "Well, I'll just sit on this movie, no big deal." And they've just kind of held their breath and waited. And they were like, "We'll just wait until this outrage dies down because we've got this movie that we want to release." And that's basically what they've done. But that is, that's insanity to me. Like, how do you get to that point? The answer, just keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I mean, I guess so, right? Because, first of all, the Warner Brothers CEO is also embedded in, like, embedded in a whole bunch of controversy about like the choices he's made on the app. The latest weird choice, they're going to drop HBO from the name of the app now. It's just going to be called Max. Terrible idea. Yeah, first of all, I think HBO is probably the more known quantity out of HBO, Discovery, and Cinemax. So I'm not sure how... It's, it, it also is like HBO Max is already in a weird spot because they're like, why would I want like... Because I remember when HBO Max first like announced they were doing their thing, a lot of people were like, 
HBO. There's like two shows I know from HBO. Right. And then they were like, they're like, what am I going to watch? The Sopranos and Game of Thrones and that's it? And then they're like, no, it's like a huge thing. And they were like, oh, okay, I guess now. Like, well, and that was the thing, right? Is like, okay, we'll get these shows that bring people in. Game of Thrones. Can be, and I think that's why they have lost leaders like Game of Thrones. Because here's the thing. is like, okay, people who own storage units will tell you this. Yeah, it's 25 bucks a month to own a storage unit. But what happens is people are like, we're just going to use it for two months. And then they never, like, oh, I got to drive down there and move all my stuff out of that thing that I moved it into. No nope. deal. Yep. No dice. I know people who have bought whole new furniture sets while they have some in storage just because they didn't want to go to storage and the new one will be delivered. So, like... Convenience, man. You pay for convenience. So, HBO Max is like, listen, we'll spend $150 million to make a season of Game of Thrones because when you get here, you're going to look at everything else that's going on and you're going to forget to cancel us. And most people do. I was adamant I was going to cancel Paramount Plus uh, because it's a terrible app. It works very poorly on any device that I use it on, from PlayStation to smart TVs to sticks to everything. Paramount Plus is a crap app. I don't have a problem saying that. Paid $5.99 a month. Didn't get my money's worth one time. But we had to do it during the season because that was how I was going to watch Texans games when we were covering them. Um, the second the season is over, I told myself, the second the Texans are done, I'm canceling this. I'm not giving them another dollar. I just canceled it this month. Like, I just remember. They got three free months out of me because I totally forgot I even had it still because I wasn't actively keeping track of the Texans because we're done. And then we're looking at this thing and it's like, oh, right. I, I, these guys have made like $17 off of me. Terrible. Uh, and that's the convenience thing. People forget. And that's I think that's kind of what HBO was open for. Because you're right. They'll make these big shows and in your head, that's all you know. And then when you get there, you can watch all four movies of Lethal Weapon. Yeah, we did watch all four movies of Lethal Weapon. Tell me those weren't the best. Like, tell me you didn't enjoy that to no end. It was definitely an experience for sure. And I was like, this is what it was like. This is what 90s slash late, late 80s. 80s. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what these were. So the first one's 88, the second one is, uh, no, the first one's 86, the second one's 89, then it's 93, and, and then, then it's... 96? And then 96. 92 and 96. So it goes two years, four years, and then six years. And so... And then Lethal Weapon 5, baby. I, t- I did not know they were doing years this. Later. There, there is going to be a Lethal Weapon 5. It is slated to come out next year. I am grossly excited about it. First of all, I always had a little soft spot in my heart for this franchise. This was one of those ones that Dad would watch all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I remember going to see Lethal Weapon 2 and 3 with him in the theaters. Um, he was he used to take me to see movies that I had no business going to see. Uh, the number of rated R movies I saw when I was like 9 because of Dad. It's like I would go to school and be like, I saw RoboCop. And they'd be like, no, you didn't. And nobody would believe me. They'd be like, yeah, I totally saw RoboCop. We went like the day it came out and watched it. And they're like, no, you didn't. And I was like, yeah. And then you would say stuff that happens in it, but nobody knows because nobody ever goes to see it. Yeah, because we're all, all yeah, you're all yeah. nine years old. Yeah. No <laughs> business being there. And the second to one. To be they, fair, the lethal weapon, the only reason those things have rated R thing is because they shoot people on camera, which isn't even that graphic. And then anymore. they say lots of swear words. And nudity. There's yeah. a, there was, there was a, in the first one and the second one, there's a ton of like, just like, hey, it's the 80s. Here's some boobs. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, the whole plot for the first one. First of all, it's terrible. Like the story doesn't make sense in the first movie. It is too fair. The first two movies are the sec. The diplomat. Okay, the second one is diplomatic better. Diplomatic immunity. Diplomatic immunity. The second one, the story is at least cohesive. If you can ignore that, that's not how diplomatic immunity works. Diplomatic immunity works on everything. Quote: Lethal Weapon Two. So, for those who don't know, and I guess we'll kind of do that. We're getting towards the end of everything, so we'll do this kind of quick. In the second movie, diplomatic immunity is used as this 
free pass to commit wholesale crime in the view of the police and to basically tell the police to F you. Um, for, for example, they are, they are, are they drug dealers in that one? Yeah, they're drug yeah. dealers. They're bringing drugs in from, from South Africa to the States. They're selling them here in the States and they're getting ready to ship all the money back to South Africa and like Kruger's and dollars and all that. And the police are investigating this drug deals. And then the police realize that we're investigating South Africans. Then they find out that they're investigating these, this guy who's a part of the South African consulate. And the guys like just flat out, the guys are all walking around strapped with machine guns in New York city. And the police are like, well, there's nothing we can do about a diplomatic immunity, diplomatic immunity, diplomatic immunity. Guys got like an Uzi strapped to him. Uh, there at one point, uh, Murtaugh and his wife, uh, a South African strike force team breaks into their home, duct tapes them in bed and tells them if we have to come back here, we're going to deal with you and the kids. And, uh, if you don't drop this case, we will come back here. So obviously the South African consulate just threatened a police detective, but no diplomatic immunity. There's nothing we can do about it. Diplomatic immunity. So at the end of it, it's very end of it. The bad guy shoots Mel Gibson's character Riggs in front of Danny Glover's character. Danny Glover's character is Riggs, Riggs, don't die, man, don't die. And the guy's like, diplomatic immunity. And then uh, Danny Glover shoots him in the head with a revolver from, what, 300, 400 yards away? Yeah. I mean, the, an amazing shot. He's a crack shot, to an be am- fair. An amazing shot. To be fair, revolvers are, in his words, real guns. Wheel guns. <laughs> Wheel guns. Wheel guns. Uh, he, he then has the greatest... Movie line. First of all, these movies are riddled with the best movie. Line. I love the movie lines in this movie. He is the best movie line of any of the four movies. Because the, the guy goes, diplomatic immunity. Danny Glover shoots him in the forehead and then goes, it's just been revoked. Bro. <sighs> Classic. Drop the popcorn. Turn the lights on. Movies are over forever. They nailed it. I'm, I'm The Flash movie will <laughs> pale in comparison yeah, no to way. Lethal no Weapon 2. The first movie, though, has absolutely no plot. No plot. Um, it starts with this girl mostly naked doing drugs, and then she takes a head dive out of her, like, 40-story balcony, and uh, she she seemingly kills herself. It turns out the drugs she's high on have been poisoned, though. So her dad had been trying to get a hold of Martin Glover, uh, Glover's character, Danny Glover, Martin Glover, I don't know that is, Danny Glover's character for a couple of days to bring the daughter in because she's involved in all this bad, sketchy stuff. Um, so the daughter's story, that part of the investigation, it's just all naked girls. It's just nudity everywhere. It's, it's, an, it's a 1986 movie. Here's some boobs. Here's some boobs. Here's some boobs. Here's some boobs. Thank you. Thank you. Um, as you're trying to investigate that, somehow it turns into a Cartel of mercenaries are smuggling drugs in. Uh, it somehow crosses paths with. I don't. I don't. I still right now. Look, <laughs> you just watched this movie yesterday. I still right now don't understand how the two stories intersect, but somehow they all cross through. The dad is actually a drug smuggler, but it doesn't like. Did he get his daughter involved in? Like, I don't understand. None of that makes like, sense. Separately, his daughter got involved into and, drugs. Into and then, drugs and the same, like, circle of people. Yeah. So, like, none of that makes... That doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense at all. Anyway, um, 
unless the dad got her involved, which then makes the dad a bigger. I don't know. It doesn't. None of it. Anyway, um, the plot for the first two movies, they're essentially the same. Uh, <laughs> drugs get smuggled in, create a drug. But in the first one, the investigation to find it all out is very poorly done because the mercenaries keep retaliating at this higher aggressive level that forces the cops to be like, okay, well, we know who we're looking for now. Let's go find them. Then they, they find them like in the next scene. They're like, there's the guy we were looking for. So like, it's not really an investigation so much as like chasing down these people that they already know exist because in the last scene they tried to kill them. Yeah. They're not trying, they're not finding anything out. They are simply chasing guys. Yeah. They're not working clues so much as like, I got the license plate number of that car that shot at us yesterday. It's like, oh, fantastic. All right, let's go run it down. There's the guy. So, like, it's just very, it's like an hour and a half, like, confusing cop story because there's almost no investigation whatsoever. Yeah, these, 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 <laughs> Lethal Weapon definitely isn't about cops. Um, like, at zero point, like, the only one where the cop part is relevant is Lethal Weapon 3. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> it, like, that one specifically is, like, they steal weapons from the police department. And Which it's is like a good dirty plan. cop, like. It's a dirty, it's a, it's a, it's a mysterious dirty cop helping him. Yeah. 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 So, like, that part at least makes sense. It's, like, because they're all, like, involved in the police thing. But, like, even in Lethal Weapon 4, immediately after that one, like, the fact that they're police is almost non-relevant. <laughs> almost everything they do is very unpoliceman-like. Yeah. So, they're, they're like, like, beating people up, shooting people. There's a great one in in, in the fourth one. They're, they've are they been bumped down to uniform duty, and we're against it, so I'll tell the story. They're bumped down to uniform duty, and Bell Gibson sees a jaywalker, and he... He hollers for the guy to come over there. They're they're hassling him. They're going to write him a ticket. The guy's kind of being argumentative, but they're frustrated because they don't really want to write a ticket for jaywalking. So Mel Gibson pulls his gun out and is like, oh, forget it. I'm just going to shoot him. I'm, I'm gonna- just going to shoot him. We'll make it look like a suicide. No one's going to say anything anyway. And it's such a like, okay, in 2023, that scene can never happen in a movie, first of all. But also, it's such a hilarious thing because it's so not real. It's so not. Cops aren't going to. I mean, they might. But. For funny circumstances, they're not going to do that. Right. Some of the guy runs off Danny Glover and Mel Gibson are laughing about it. They're like, ha, 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 ha. But like, <laughs> like that's not, not that maybe. doesn't happen. Or how many times are they just kicking a door and so like, let's get a search warrant? How many times do they even have a search warrant in all four movies? Zero times. Zero times. They never are like fighting with the DA trying to get a search warrant. Yeah. They're never like using evidence to solve a crime. Yeah. Like Law and Order is very much actually like they're like. They're like, you don't have a warrant. And they're like, dang. And then they leave and they go talk to the DA. And the DA's like, I don't know what you want from this guy. And they're yeah. like, he's got drugs. We know it. We know. Danny Glover and Mel Gibson would make it through three episodes of Law and Order. Yeah. Riggs and Murtaugh would be the worst cops on Law they would and Order. Be, they would be the ones being prosecuted on Law and Order. They'd be like, they use too much police aggression. Right. They killed this guy. <laughs> this whole conversation is probably the inspiration for the other guys. Right. That movie where Will Ferrell and, and, and is a cop with... Uh, Mark Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg. Uh, all right. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us on a weekend-busting edition of Nerd Thug Radio. Everyone, enjoy yourselves. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Come hang out with us uh, on Thursday nights. Check out What Not. I'm doing a show on the for The Adventure Begins. They're a great family-friendly place. They're well-lit. It's totally worth hanging out. You guys need to make sure you go out there and check things out. they got events going on every day of the week. Uh, and on Thursdays, I am there selling the goods on What Not. Uh, so if you can't make it to the store, check out the whatnot stream, the adventure begins comics, games, and more. We got all kinds of auctions going on. Thanks for hanging out with us on a weekend starting edition of nerd thug radio. You guys be safe. <laughs>